A. 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 Manatee Jackson coming at you on Friday, October 7th. Good news to report, not an afterthought episode. I, I figured I needed to redeem myself after squeaking one in there last week. I'm actually head of the game, recording on a Thursday. So look at that. Look at me planning ahead uh, just for your listening pleasure. Appreciate appreciate you lis- listening with pleasure, by the way. Don't get weird, though. Don't get too pleasurable listening. Uh, I got to figure out my intro. Okay, so October 7th. We're looking at NFL Week Five. Um, I'm I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna commit to it. I will have all receipts updated on Magnificent.com. You can see the four lineups that I uh, did five dollar bets on. I'll let you know how I did last week in a little bit here. But first of all, I'd like to talk a little little bit about what's going on in the NFL. Um, this would have been a really good one for last week in the afterthought episode. Overlooked it, didn't have time. But these two headlines that I'm going to pull today, just they just make me so happy. The, the, if there was content like this each and every week, this would be like the funnest gig ever. I mean, for starters, we got Jamal Williams. Just going nuts. Uh, what was this? Week three? Week three. Jamal Williams scored a touchdown and did a little touchdown end zone dance. And I watched it and I counted. He did four hip thrusts. And for four hip thrusts, the NFL decided to find him 13000 $315.25. That's really down to the cent, like the 25 cents. Who is dis- who's on the accounting side deciding we need to we need to find Jamal Williams? I mean, it's exactly like the Key and Peel skit that they did way back in the day, where you got a referee just staring at the football player's hips to see if there's any movement and if he needs a flag to be penalized. Jamal Williams did this in real life. Um, They're charging him $3,328.81 per hip thrust. I just don't get it. And it makes me think of a couple things. makes me think, if I was Jamal, I would pull up every single, like as much video evidence from like Disney Channel of hip thrusts. They're not getting fined over there at, at Disney Channel for hip thrusts. Guaranteed there are hip thrusts in, in way more G-rated formats. I'd also, this also makes me think we need a challenge. Like we're setting a bar here. So we got four hip thrusts with a 13000 just north of $13,000 fine. We can do better than that. How sexual can these end zone celebrations get? And what's the max 
Like, what is the most like sexual in zone celebration that could happen? And how much would that cost? I wonder. And of course, the mind is racing. You just picture a wide open guy getting a, you know, a bomb thrown at him for 50 yards, touchdown, goes in the end zone. And then there's like a coordinated team celebration where they're just just doing nastiness, nasty stuff. Kind of like that. I can't remember what that TV, that movie was called. The one with all the food, the like hot dogs and buns is like CGI movie where they're all doing the hibbity dibbity going at it in all these weird ways at the end. This is what we need to come together as a nation. You know, maybe even have participants from the other team join in. Get real sexual with those sellies, those celebrations. Apparently selly is the the uh, the cool new way to call them celebrations. I guess selly is easier to say than celebration. Anyway, thirteen thousand dollars is the bar. Let's see. We got we got to we got to increase that. We got to have more sexualized end zone sellies, and we we want we have to see how much the NFL is actually going to charge for something. Like if I feel like you're just playing with fire at this point. You're going to charge a guy for four hip thrusts. Let's see what happens when someone intentionally does something very sexually suggestive. So that's my challenge to the NFL. Go nuts, literally. Uh, Other favorite headline. This is hilarious. It got me, it probably got a few of you as well. You know, it was a pretty good weekend. Last weekend, fantasy teams were doing good. I saw an update. DK Metcalf carted off and my heart sank. I was like, oh God, my team is doing so good. I got DK at a value and I already had a really good team. So it's like, damn, that's going to hurt. And then like a few seconds later, DK is fine. Was update. Just had to go to the bathroom, which how epic. And DK, (laughs) DK Metcalf spoke on it. Excuse me. They said, hey, why'd you get carted off to go to the bathroom? And he said, that clinch walk would not have made it. (laughs) This is a man. He had a shit so bad in the middle of a game. He couldn't walk to the bathroom for fear of shitting his pants. So he asked the medical staff to cart him to the restroom so he could take a massive shit. Mid game. That's amazing. So my favorite like in-game headline I've seen since Antonio Brown just middle of the game, just quit, retired, took his shirt off, and like <laughs> hyped up the crowd. This is what I'm here for. You know, this is what I'm here for. My team's going to do great, better than yours. So who cares about that? I want these types of headlines. Let's keep them coming. Thank you for that, NFL. That was a very, very enjoyable uh, a week. Some great headlines. Let's keep them coming. Which leads me to the week four lineup. And I have good news to report. 
and I'm bringing back the throwback intro for this. We're even, baby. We won two, we lost two. We're even. Celebratory, historic old intro from last season. Maybe I'll keep it going every time I win. Might get sick of it though. We might get sick of it because I'll probably just keep winning and hit a hot streak. Last week's lineup nailed it. Really good week for me. And it's funny. I'm going to tell you, these were the two cornerstones for me and I had to build off of these guys. And you're probably going to call me a liar because they were my two best picks. But my two picks were... God, I got a tickle in my throat. Probably because I'm so excited looking at this lineup. We had TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Everyone was on that. You know, just looking at I did the the massive double up single entry. Uh, finished 3,500 plates, which is like top 25%. Uh, TJ was about 34% owned. Everyone knows at this point, TJ had a huge game, like 170 yards, ton of catches, two touchdowns, came away with 42.9 points. If you didn't have TJ, that broke the slate. You didn't do good. You lost. And I don't feel bad for you. Uh, The other one for me, you know, I love running back matchup against Detroit, (coughs) which might be a little foreshadowing. For next week. So Rashad Penny was super cheap. He was like 4700 or something. And I see him sitting there and I see him against Detroit. And he was an afterthought for me at first because everyone's thinking about this flashy rookie Kenneth Walker. And they're afraid to click on Rashad Penny. Well, I did a little research and Rashad, even with Kenneth, you know, with a limited slowly growing growing role. Rashad got 70% of the snaps last week, so I wasn't afraid. That was an auto-click after I saw that. He got 31.7 points. Had another huge day, which holy shit, if I could have if I could have figured out the rest of this lineup with that base, who knows? Who knows how good this would have been. Um it looked stacked at glance cuz Having those two guys, I had Lamar Jackson at quarterback, one of the top-priced quarterbacks who has been killing it, getting like 30 points every week. Thought that was pretty safe. Uh, he only had 15 points, so he went below expectation. Then at running back, I had Saquon, got 21 points, did okay. Uh, Herbert, everyone had Herbert. And this double-up, <laughs> Herbert was 64% owned. And he only got 11 points. It's not going to help. Then I went with Curtis Samuel. Last year, it really helped to attack slot, the slot cornerback against the Cowboys. And that's what Curtis is. He didn't hit. He hit like every other week, but not this week. 7.8. Rashad Bateman did a little stack. Thought the Buffalo secondary was still beat up. Did not work out too well. And yeah. That one sucked. Dude only got like four points. That stack failed, blew up in my face. So whatever. DJ Moore. I thought, you know what? The time is now for DJ Moore. 
They're disrespecting this dude week after week after week, putting him in the low fives, and he is playing against Arizona. For whatever reason, after week one, when Mahomes just blew up that defense, everyone's looking at Arizona and licking their chops, thinking whoever, whichever quarterback's playing against Arizona, whichever wide receiver is playing against them, they're going to have a big week. And I kept thinking that too. And DJ Moore, 12.1 points. Okay, not bad. Um, Baker Mayfield did not do too good. Anyway, so trying to figure out what the hell those freaking um, Arizona Cardinals actually are. All right, so moving on, we got... Yeah, then I had TJ and Rashad, so so that's that's how I hit pay dirt there. Otherwise, Seahawks defense, really cheap against Detroit. By the way, obviously, TJ was the guy. I mean, 33%, everyone knows that, high ownership. But, like, there's literally nobody else. Think about all of last year. This is speaking to all of the people that didn't pick TJ and doubted him. All of last year, before Amon Ra, you know, emerged. TJ was the guy. He was the guy in that passing offense. So th- this is no surprise to me. Um, I'll give a little tidbit for next week, or for this weekend rather, even though I, I want you all to lose. I want you to suck. I want to take all of your money and make you feel bad about it. Um, Bill Belichick and the Patriots do a really good job of looking at the game plan every week, seeing what offense they're playing against, and saying, who's the best guy? How do we remove that guy? So if there's all these injuries again, which I think is going to happen for the Lions, I have a feeling the Patriots are going to be keyed in on TJ, which scares me a little. I could be way off. I could be wrong. But I'll tell you this. He's not going to get 42. He's going to go under 42 points next week. You've heard it here first on Magnificent. So suck that. All right. So that's the lineup. You know, we got two wins, two losses. We're we're at $0 for the year in winnings, which is exactly what I like. I'm going to be kind of weirded out, not going to lie. When I start winning a lot, and then I don't come out even and then, because that's kind of on brand to be even in the end, it's in this shitty rap I'm about to play. Well, it's on brand. Kind of on top of this. Until next week! Through four quarters, not quite right. And the border, just an average bitch who gonna be paid. Back my money that I already made, cause I'm gonna come out even in the end. Keep my money and only time I'll spend. I'll be back, talk smack, off track, we'll slack, get smack, have snacks, stream on top fashion. No ham, share what's on the gram. Do it all that's small enough and the good. Or terribly great, if I think I could. I might be lit, I might forget, but I'll be consistently. Hey, hey.